Hey there, today is September 23rd, 2020, and uh, since the last podcast, a lot has happened in virtual reality, and uh, so let's just jump right into it, and uh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go easy. Um, so the, probably the biggest news to talk about is uh, Facebook, uh, during their Facebook Connect, recently announced that um, not only is the company really heading to the direction of embracing augmented reality and virtual reality uh, as a way to connect with their audience, connect with their users, and to really open up the world uh, to new possibilities through their platform, uh, that they announced that they uh, the Oculus Quest 2 will be available, and uh, which I think is... Uh, First of all, the Oculus Quest is a great headset. It's uh, it's an all-in-one uh, headset, meaning so it doesn't require a computer. It doesn't require you to set up any outside sensors. So everything's built into the headset. It has inside-out tracking, which means that the headset does a tracking of the controllers, and and so your hand motions uh, and your body motions are are captured and then emulated in in virtual environments. But their new headset, the Quest Two. Uh, will be uh, a better, you know, it's faster, uh, it'll be lighter, um, so it'll be very comfortable while wearing it for longer periods of time. Um, it's slightly smaller, so that's that's really great for, for individuals. Um, and it comes in at a really great price of $299, which, you know, at $299, it makes virtual reality affordable. It makes... It's that almost everyone can get a headset, um, and and which is something that we need for mass adoption of VR, right? We need we need the technology to be accessible by everyone, and we need experiences obviously that um, are going to you know challenge us and excite us and connect us, and 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 uh, so part of that, right, is 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 Facebook has slowly opened up their Horizons virtual reality platform. It's in beta. Um, and a select group of users are in it now. They, they're doing it in waves. So the first wave um, of users have been in world uh, in the in the in the Facebook metaverse uh, for I want to say like a, maybe a month, a month and a half. And they've been building out um, uh, environments, building out different worlds. Uh, the second wave was recently just uh, let in. Um, I was part of the second wave. Actually, you know, here, here's the weird thing. It's a little side note. I was actually part of the first wave. Um, I, you know, I got my NDA uh, and um, signed it, signed away my life to Facebook and uh, uh, sent it in. And then all of a sudden they ghosted me. There was nothing. Uh, no, no one got back to me. Uh, but anyway, they must have... Uh, uh, set me aside and I was part of the second wave of beta users and I, I'm in a world and I'm able to build out virtual worlds and uh, and it's it's actually, you know, here's the thing. It's impressive, but it's not like mind-blowing, right? You're, you're, uh, you, you look at platforms like Altspace VR and, and Rec Room uh, and those platforms have a lot going for themselves. What's, what's really great about Altspace is you can build worlds in Blender and then port them into Altspace. Unfortunately, that isn't allowed through Horizons. Um, will that change? I don't know. I, I hope so. I, you know, building in virtual reality on one hand is, is really easy and it's interesting. Um, but uh, I, I do think if you could do both, you know, build in VR and uh, 
in Blender, I think that would be really helpful for individuals. But um, but anyway, you know, kind of getting back to Facebook, um, you know, during Facebook Connect, Zuckerberg also announced that they are pursuing, um, you know, augmented reality glasses, and these are glasses that won't look like the Hololens. They won't they won't look like Magic Leap. Um, you know, they are really committed to making. AR glasses look like augmented reality glasses in the sense but of standard glasses, right? They want them to look like like Ray-Bans and and uh, and other type of uh, you know designer frames, which Facebook uh, has partnered with the company that makes those frames. So they're they're really streamlining that that uh, the you know the the wearable technology. And the the project currently is is under a code name project Aria or Aria, depending how you want to call it, and um, you know the the there will be a as Zuckerberg said a select few at Facebook who will be able to have the headsets. Um, you know, it's about being responsible. You know, you know what do you capture, what don't you capture? So, um, of course, Facebook is already under uh, the microscope um, with you know their data collection. And if you've been watching, uh, you know, Netflix, there's this, uh, the social dilemma, uh, which is uh, really, really takes takes that apart and 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 looks deep into sort of how social media works. Not just Facebook, but Twitter and and LinkedIn and and Instagram. So that's that. I think is really interesting. Uh, you know, you know what will what will they do with this capture of data from from augmented reality? But anyway, so Facebook announced. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> announced the the, the the quest to and I do think um, at two hundred ninety nine dollars I think it's a big deal I think people are going to uh, uh, you know definitely want to check it out and even you know oculus which is you know the the VR part of Facebook oculus you know they're starting to create these programs where you can come in and try virtual reality where you can talk to experts and really understand the tech um, a lot more. So I thought that was a really great way to lead off this podcast and and, uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, Again, if you know me, I don't like to have long running podcasts. I think that's just uh, people get bored very quickly. Um, One thing to talk about is that Star Wars Squadrons is coming out. So if you're a big Star Wars geek like me or like a lot of other people squadrons is their vr spaceship game which um you know puts you into the cockpit of uh, you know the x-wing fighter or the y-wing fighter any of the rebel ships that you know and love uh, or you could uh, uh pilot uh, a tie fighter for the empire or a tie bomber um the game looks spectacular uh if you go online you know just google uh, or go on YouTube and look up Star Wars Squadron trailers. There's a lot of uh, information out there, visuals and videos, and uh, and the game just looks spectacular, and it looks like a lot of fun. I can't imagine what it's going to be like through VR headsets, you know, uh, versus a sort of a console approach, um, which the game will be available in, the, in a console game, but uh, I would guess that the virtual reality experience has to be pretty mind-blowing. And so I'm really looking forward to that, really excited about that. Um, you know, because as, as virtual reality, right, as it sort of evolves and changes, 
we're, we're finding the experiences are getting more realistic and we're, and we're getting them uh, in a way that, you know, they're dipping into these sort of successful Hollywood universes, right? Uh, uh, Star Trek, you know, with Star Trek Bridge Command, where you're the captain um, of a Federation ship. And you can actually go into that virtual reality experience with, uh, I think it's four other friends. And, you know, you can be, uh, work the helm or you can be uh, on weapons. And so you're actually working as a team. And I think that's, and I think that's really cool. I mean, so Star Trek Bridge Crew has been around, I, I want to say for a couple of years, but um, I'm starting to see these sort of like multiplayer VR team building type of experiences, um, you know, come into VR and, and you're starting to find schools and corporate environments really embracing them, right? They're, they're using VR games as, as training, as, as, as a, as a way to improve communication with teams and, and, you know, how to be better at looking for resources, um, you know, the idea of that is called, you know, in sort of the, the corporate world, it's called gamification, right? You're gamifying learning. Um, and I guess you can, use, you can say it's used in K-12. I mean, it definitely is. But, but gamification is something that you normally hear in a sort of corporate setting uh, or a workforce learning setting. And what's interesting about gamification, right, is that it used to be just games. It used to be these goofy games that you would play, you know, the human not was one or, or uh, even role playing, I guess, could be is a game gamified experience. Um, but as we as we moved into the video game industry and world, you know, we started looking at how do how do games, how do video games make us better at 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 uh, working with our colleagues, and then of course virtual reality comes along, and now we're immersing multiple people um, into these experiences, and they're able to play and and you know compete and again uh as a as a company right you you're 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 making learning fun and i think uh i think kentucky fried chicken had a a virtual real experience where your job was to fry chicken and work the fryers and it was goofy you know the colonel was in there uh kind of talking and and uh you know you had to go through all these steps and the steps were the actual steps it took to to fry chicken, right? Um, but it was done through this video game style approach, and it, again, it made fun. It made fun of it. Made it fun for individuals to to learn. Um, I believe it was just in beta testing. I don't think Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, you know, is going to put every employee through virtual reality training. But I think they did it with just the select stores, and and um, you know that you know the idea of putting every employee Kentucky Fried Chicken employee through VR just wasn't right in that in that in that uh sort of environment um unlike Walmart right Walmart put every US based employee through virtual reality um shooter training um so they put them through a shooter scenario and uh every employee had to go through this program and the same thing Verizon did the same thing Verizon did a smash and grab training uh, robbery trainings, a shooter scenario training, and uh, and that's actually one company, Verizon, who's really embraced virtual reality. They their their incubator team, their their uh, uh, innovation team, whatever you want to call them, um, have really uh, 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 approached VR as a great tool. And uh, and you are seeing company like Lowe's, uh, you know the the uh, DIY home 
repair store, box store, warehouse store, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are looking at VR as a way. How do you train someone how to paint? How do you show someone how to, you know, the, t- the different styles of brush strokes and are putting together, um, you know, gardening material. So that's, I think that's really interesting. And you're starting to see a lot of these, uh, you know, Microsoft is using, uh, you know, gamified VR experiences. Um, I don't even know where, where I sort of lost tangent here, but, um, but I want to kind of get back on track. Uh, I do want to talk about, um, so we talk about Broadway, right? The, the, the theater, how live theater is really struggling, how, um, the world of, uh, you know, you can't go, you can't see a show. You can't go see Broadway show. COVID-19 has really disrupted that. And the theater industry is in trouble. Actors are in trouble in the sense of like, they're just not making money. But there's a company out of Binghamton, New York. It's a, um, a theater company, and uh, uh, they have a collaboration with Luma, um, also Tri-City Opera, Enhanced VR, and Opera Omaha. They've all come together to put together a play in virtual reality called Miranda. Um, the play is, is about uh, a murder. It's in this sort of, uh, 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 you know, this sort of futuristic, steampunk kind of world. And there are three um, suspects. So, and, and then there's the, the detective, uh, in the story. The interesting thing about it, it's in virtual reality. It's a live show. The show is actually, the stage is in Binghamton, New York, um, which is like, I guess like mid middle part of New York, New York state. And, um, all of the actors are wearing a motion capture suit and, uh, you any or anybody around the world can go into virtual reality and watch these shows and, and they have like you know like any show you would see on Broadway or your local theater you know there's a time slot you you know you pay your ticket and so they are putting on the show called Miranda in virtual reality where you go in and you watch you watch this play it's a half hour play the interesting thing, interesting thing about it is as an attendee, you actually play a role in the show. You actually play the, the jury and the judge. You actually work together. Um, it allows for an unlimited number of individuals in the VR experience, but you come in rows. So instead of having, you know, thousands, say a thousand people are going to that show, instead of having a thousand people in virtual reality, your row might be four or five people, but they might have multiple rows behind you. And, um, you know, again, like a, I guess like a regular show and, uh, the shows are live. So you go in and, uh, they have these amazing graphics created, right. To, um, create this world. And, and there's like this sort of weird robotic looking character and there's these human characters and, and the world that you're in is sort of like, again, this futuristic, uh, you know, uh, dystopian, uh, world where, you know, like things are just, you know, fantastical spaceships and all this kind of stuff, but the world is kind of, kind of smoggy. <laughs> I guess that's the way to put it. But, um, but yeah, Miranda is, 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 is launching and, um, it's live theater, you know? So, uh, 
obviously this is a test case. They're just giving the swirl. You, you can actually go uh, onto uh, their website, you know, uh, today and, uh, you know, and sign up. If you go to, it's LumaArts, L-U-M-A-A-R-T-S dot TicketLeap.com and you'll see... Um, tickets from Miranda, a steampunk murder mystery experience. And it's free, believe it or not. And uh, you can enter through virtual reality or you can do it through a uh, YouTube live experience. Um, so even if you don't have a VR headset, you can watch it on your computer. Um, but, you know, you want to do this in VR. I think that'd be really exciting. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, what else can we talk about quickly? Oh, you know, I do want to talk about uh, how virtual reality is obviously changing, right? So we talked about theater, and we talked a little bit about um, entertainment, but um, training, right? We talked about, you know, we talked about Walmart and Verizon, but in the medical world, right, training, when you think about training, medical students have to go through this process, right, where they get hands-on training. They have to you know, be in a, 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 an operating room with another doctor where they're watching and then they slowly kind of come in and they get the hands-on training. They, they pick up devices. And because of COVID-19, hands-on training isn't really happening right now, even in the medical world. So fundamental surgery um, is a new VR experience through fundamental VR where, uh, where doctors and students are coming into virtual reality and they're able to get that hands-on training, right? They're able to pick up items and, and, and do the shadowing and, and actually be in an environment that looks and feels much like a classroom, but also looks and feels like an operating room. And you're able to do things such as, um, you know, cutting into a human being and, and doing like a hip replacement or doing sort of neurosurgery type of stuff. So I'm not a surgeon. You know, I don't know the kind of stuff they do, but, uh, you know, this te- it's, you know, teaching space, um, which is part of the fundamental surgery uh, platform is, uh, you know, is a game changer, you know, because we need we need more doctors. You know, I get it. You know, not everybody wants to go see a doctor, but um, when we do need one and we do need to see one, we're grateful we have one. So this, you know, this is sort of where we're at. And I think that's really exciting, and I think that, uh, you know, VR, again, is changing how we do things. Anyway, it is, we're, we're hitting the 18-minute mark. I normally don't like to go beyond this, so I'm going to end it right here. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, I ramble a lot. That's how it is. That's how I do it. Um, I'm Bobby C., and we'll see you next time.